Welcome to another episode of Storyteller Studio, where we're gathering our lives through genuine conversations and gladly sharing them with folks around the world. As radio announcers, Liz and Tim believe there's something very special about being behind a microphone and letting their hair down. Sometimes people just need a reason to enjoy each other, either again or for the very first time. And we found plenty of others who feel the same. From artists, sports figures, and manufacturers, to filmmakers, authors, and media types, we all may know bits and pieces about a person, but there's always something more. So while we grab our headphones and turn up the mics, it's your chance to eavesdrop on yet another episode of Storyteller's Studio. Institute for Morning Radio Research. We know what you want. Get it, 6 to 10 a.m. Take us along on smart devices everywhere and 720. A Nexstar Media Group station. It's 74 degrees now at 9 o'clock. Good evening. I'm David Jennings. The news is sponsored by Catch 35 Seafood and Premium Steaks. A peek into what Chicago has planned for more migrants arriving in Chicago. On the expressways and tollways, 24 minutes on the inbound Kennedy, 22 minutes on the outbound side. The inbound Ike is half an hour right now. On the outbound side, there is no delay and there are no other delays on the roads right now. Mayor Johnson earlier this month signed about a $30 million contract with a private security company, Garner World Federal Services, and one of its subsidiaries. Their job will be to provide emergency logistics management and operations services at the 10 cities that the city plans to open as more migrants enter our borders. The minimum requirements start with how many people each tent will have to hold. WGN investigates Ben Bradley. They must be able to house 250 to 1,400 people. The company must also provide migrants with bedding, laundry, showers, three meals a day, and security. There's also a line in the contract that says the contractor will keep temperatures inside the tents at at least 70 degrees if the outside temperature is 40 degrees. They'll also have to provide all-day daycare seven days a week, as well as vans to take migrants to school, doctor's appointments, and community resources. Mayor Johnson has called a special city council meeting for 10 a.m. next Wednesday. He is hoping he will get confirmation of Chicago Chief Larry Snelling as the new superintendent of the police department. The city's police and uh, city council police and fire committee meets Friday morning to consider his nomination. A city council committee today said yes to the a bill to deal with the subminimum wage. WGN's Tamon Bradley. Chicago servers who count on tips to make ends meet are one step closer to getting a raise. With dozens in the gallery, a city council committee advanced a plan to phase out the subminimum wage. For tipped workers. Under the ordinance, tipped workers would receive 8% annual pay increases beginning July 1st of next year until they reach the minimum wage level on July 1st, 2028. 
This five-year phase-in was negotiated by supporters of one fair wage as well as key restaurant industry leaders. The plan makes good on a campaign promise by the mayor who went work, uh, wanted, said he wanted to eliminate the subminimum wage. The final vote is October 4th. The Senate has confirmed General C.Q. Brown, the current chief of staff of the U.S. Air Force, as the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs. He will succeed General Mark Milley, who is said to retire at the end of this month. The vote for Brown's confirmation was 83 to 11. Comes as Democrats have been trying to maneuver around holds on hundreds of military promotions put in place by Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama. He's unhappy with the Pentagon's abortion policy. The Senate is also expected to confirm General Randy George as the next Army Chief of Staff and General Eric Smith as Commandant of the U.S. Marine Corps before the end of this week. The United Auto Workers Union strike at the Big Three, now in Day 6. About 13,000 auto workers are on strike at three plants in Ohio, Michigan, and Missouri, but that number could go up in the next couple of days. UAW President Sean Fain says more workers will be joining the picket lines on Friday if they don't get a fair deal from any of the car makers. The Federal Reserve has decided against another interest rate hike after their latest meeting today. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says their top concern is American consumers. We understand the hardship that high inflation is causing, and we remain strongly committed to bringing inflation back down to our 2% goal. So now, at least for the time being, the benchmark interest rate of the Fed will stay at 5.4%. Americans will be able to order free COVID tests through the mail again. The Biden administration says it's providing $600 million in funding to produce new at-home tests and restarting the website where they can be ordered. Each household can get four free at covidtest.gov starting Monday. The move is aimed at preventing potential test short if virus cases rise, as they typically have during colder months. The tests are designed to detect currently circulating variants and are intended for use by year's end. Sagar Magani, Washington. WGN Sports time is 9.05, 11 to 7. That's the current score in the Cubs-Pirates game at Wrigley right now. And that Washington, the Nationals, had a fun day beating up on the White Sox. The final was 13 to 3. The fire, no luck there either. They lost to the Columbus crew tonight. The final was three to nothing. We're expecting to see mostly cloudy skies tonight. A rainmaker approaches from the south and west. We'll have showers possible by the morning. That rain could hold off until sometime during the day Thursday, but a 40% chance for rain there with a high of 81. Friday, we're up to 78, a slight chance of a shower or thunderstorm popping up during the day. For Saturday, we're dry back into the upper 70s, and Sunday, we're up to about 80 with a 40% chance for rain. From the WGN Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Demetrius Ivory. It is 71 degrees now at O'Hare, 74 at Midway. It is 63 now in Kankakee. I'm David Jennings, WGN News. Next news when it happens. Next scheduled news at 9.30 on the John Landecker Show. What if you had multiple arms? Just think of all the possibilities. Take your style quiz today at stitchfix.com. 
following is an exclusive presentation of ABC Sports. Live from the Astrodome in Houston, Texas, the tennis battle of the sexes, Billy Jean King versus Bobby Riggs. All right, 720 WGN, John Landecker, along with in-studio guest Tim Larson. And on this day in history, September 20th, 1973, what you just heard occurred. If you were around at the time, it was a really big deal. Billie Jean King triumphed in what was called the Battle of the Sexes. Billie Jean King, 29, beat Bobby Riggs, 55, who was a former number one ranked player. Riggs, like to see him pull this off today, a self-proclaimed male chauvinist, had boasted that women were inferior, that they couldn't handle the pressure of the game, and that even his age, he could beat any female player. The match was a huge media event, witnessed in person by over 30,000 spectators at the Houston Astrodome and by another 50 million TV viewers worldwide. And I mean to tell you, they went for the showbiz, showbizy of this. In comes uh, Billie Jean King in a Cleopatra-style entrance on a gold litter carried by men, while Riggs arrives in a rickshaw pulled by female models. I mean... They were both in on the fun of it. There's yeah, of no course. question about that. Yeah. Um, Howard Cosell called the match in which King beat Riggs 6-4-6-3-6-3. It may not seem that significant, but Billie Jean King's victory at that event did a lot to legitimize women's professional tennis and female athletes. And it was seen as a victory for women's rights in general. I mean, you should have heard what was coming out of Bobby Riggs' mouth before this thing started. It would blow your mind. He just kept poking Playing, and yep, poking. Yep. yep. The whole thing about, you know, they should be uh, having babies and be in the kitchen and all of that. At age 17, Billie Jean King started her first outing at Wimbledon. She won the women's doubles title. She would rack up a total of 20 Wimbledon victories in singles, doubles, mixed doubles, in 1971, she became the first female athlete to earn more than $100,000 in prize money in a single season. However, significant pay disparities still existed between men and women athletes, and King lobbied hard for change. And in 1973, the U.S. Open became the first major tennis tournament to hand out the same amount of prizes, prize money to winners of both sexes. In 1972, she became the first woman to be chosen Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. And in 1973, she became the first president of the Women's Tennis Association. And this might uh, jog your memory not only in what she did, but what Elton John did. She established a sports foundation and magazine for women and a team tennis league in 1974. She was the coach of the Philadelphia Freedoms, hmm. which, of course was the inspiration for Elton John's ta song at that time, Philadelphia Freedom. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I did. See? Did you see her recently on the U.S. Open? Yeah, I've seen her. I've seen Billie Jean King around. Oh, man. Um, she holds it really well. Yeah, she does. She became the first woman to head up a professional co-ed team. Yeah. This day in history. You know, I got to hand it to one of my high school teachers. He gathered, I don't know, maybe a half a dozen of us together and made the trip and took us to the Virginia Slims tennis tournament. Oh, yeah? And I don't know if it was at the Chicago Stadium. I can't remember exactly where it was, but it was uh, Chris Everett. Oh, which yeah. Was not even Chris Everett Lloyd. Right, right, yeah. And uh, Martina Navratilova, 
and uh, I think it was Billy Jean, and there was one more. It's like, man, that was so cool to expose us to that. Absolutely. Wouldn't have been our idea. And then right. took us to some kind of a French restaurant afterwards, <laughs> which, you know, you're sticking How your— How old were you? I was high school, so maybe, I don't know— 18, 19? Ah, a French restaurant. Mm. Yeah, they served us fish in a paper bag. And that was quite a reach. I mean, we could have just completely hated it. Wait a minute. Fish in a paper bag? It did. They baked it in a oh, paper I bag. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then they served it, it to you it that way. How did it taste? Oh, fantastic. Oh, man. <laughs> of course, I'll eat anything. You yeah, know. but still. I know. But it was great. Uh, John Landegger here at uh, 720 WGN. Hi, I'm Dr. Bal Nandra from Ivy Solution and Ketamine Centers of Chicago. That is your Chicagoland Northwest Indiana McDonald's owner-operators. Your community, your McDonald's. Seven twenty WGN. Everybody remembers that tune. Uh, Benny and the Jets, Elton John. Uh, it's talked about in the new Bird Toppin book. Uh, where did they get the idea for Benny and the Jets? I'll tell you tomorrow night. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there you go. Leave See, us hanging. Well, why not? Why not? Why not, <laughs> why not leave them wanting more, perhaps? But perhaps. Tw- but 24 hours? Yeah, in one day. I know, but yeah. usually you like tease it, go into some spots. Yeah, and like then... next hour at 1028. No. <clears throat> no. Ouch. Yeah. Wow. Uh, also tomorrow, I might add, something a bit, not a bit unusual, extremely unusual. We have discovered in our search for subject matter something called the disgusting food museum oh and it's over somewhere I, I don't remember exactly where it is it's like in sweden or somewhere and the time difference is vast so i'm going to come in and not early tomorrow but about 11 a.m and record an interview with the people who run the disgusting food museum so do you believe that it's intentionally disgusting or Absolutely. it just happens to be something you don't like i'll find out i believe it's intentionally disgusting <laughs> i mean and and i want to find out what defines the uh disgusting as far as they're concerned and if you were the curator of the disgusting uh Food museum, exactly. What would you be looking for? What do you have now, and what are the displays, and can I sample it? Yes, would there be a taste test along the I way? I wouldn't be surprised, but we'll find out. Wow. Yep, the disgusting food museum. It's real. It's a thing. Not making it up. Not a joke. Look it up. Google it. You'll find it. Disgust- did. did you really? What'd you find? I'm grossed out. <laughs> you found it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's real. Oh. All right, Julian. Why? What'd you see, Julian? Yeah. Uh, so th- there's something called Sir Strumming Fermented Herring. Fermented? For, well, that's not that bad. Fermented herring? Okay, but try this next one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one is called Cui, C-U-Y, Roasted Guinea Pigs from Peru. Oh, fantastic. Oh, well, still, oh. I mean, I could see. They could throw that in uh, a taco. Uh, you know, you wouldn't know. I could see you popping <laughs> I mean, those if like they, if they, I'm on, Although, it, I, you know. To, like to, use, to use a guinea pig for food in itself is sort of disgusting. I mean, they're nice, furry little creatures. But if you shave them, chop them up, <laughs> they probably taste just like chicken. Sell it, John. Sell it. <laughs> well, if you shaved it and chopped it up, wow. You're not part of the marketing, are you? Okay. <laughs> try, try the tongue soon, gentlemen. <laughs> Man. Uh, or the hakaro. Oh, no, That's I, the, my... the Korean wine with... Um, <laughs> 
<clears throat> something from a child. You know, um, my That's kids. not my, pleasant. My kids had guinea pigs. They were very, very nice. And I'm just making a joke. But I, I can understand how in certain cultures. I know. You but know, when, but people when they. Eat rats and other. I know. But when they passed away, you didn't eat your child's well, guinea pigs. No, of course not. And yeah. I wouldn't wait for. If I were a connoisseur. <laughs> If I were a guinea pig gourmet, I certainly wanna, wouldn't want to wait and, until they croaked. I'd want to, like, get them when they're young and fresh so the tastes were still contained in that wondrous flesh. Some this, veal guinea pigs? It does. It takes on a whole different to try the veal. Oh, man. Uh, well, well, we'll find out more. Hey, I've, uh, there's one that I've actually had. Uh-oh. Lutfisk. Oh, wait, that's something Swedish. Swedish, yes. yes. And that really, really horrible. It is. Um, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. And I, my taste has not acquired it, okay? <laughs> okay, I've and, tried it. Now I can tell you, never doing it again, okay? And you don't want to follow it up with glug because it'll, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a bad mix. Yeah. Man. yeah. yeah. And I'm Swedish, and it's a bad mix. Um, also, tomorrow night, of course, it'll be uh, Thursday evening, and that'll be... That means it'll be time for the 9 o'clock uh, Thursday three-peat, where three songs are placed back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. First person uh, to call in with the correct title and artist wins. We take a break and we do it again. These songs are not just picked at random. There's got to be some sort of motivation for there, it. There is a strategy, strategy. and a method yeah. to the madness. And I, you know, although, and I haven't talked to the disgusting food museum yet, but I'm sort of, I'm going to wait before I decide on... What the theme might be until I You know, and, and maybe after this interview, it would inspire you to have like a disgusting food taste test party. I doubt it. Come on. No, I don't think no, so. No, no, really? no, 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 I mean, you no, know, no. There, there's If plenty. you're going to do a taste test, yes. invite someone in <clears throat> who has a, a special knowledge of peppers. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not going to do that I either. I can't do you know, That can get lethal. Yes. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. Oh, I know it can get yeah. lethal because I I was part of one of those oh, no. things I'm, before, and it was it, it didn't kill there. me. I'm not going there. It, it just, didn't kill you. It didn't kill me. Wow, sell way, it, David. It speaking was, of it was eating, warm, but you know. Speaking of eating, I got a strange <laughs> text here from six one five that says Tim will not eat a cucumber. Yeah. What's that? I just, I, it's too close to pickles. I, ju- I can't you do can't it. You can't eat cucumbers? Oh, I just, no, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Because it's, again, it's a kissing cousin to a pickle. On the other hand, I will eat sweet gherkin pickles yeah. all day long. But, and I, and I, don't, I, get, I, I don't get that. Uh, Tim, I, I'm the guy that goes to McDonald's and orders whatever I'm ordering without pickle. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I can't stand pickles. No. Well, I don't know why. I just can't my, stand you're them. You're pickle shaming I, people here now. I can I can do ketchup and mustard on a oh burger. Not a problem. Pickles go away. Holy cow. I don't, I don't understand who made the rule or who stepped over the line. That you have to have pickles. Yeah, well they put it next to pretty much everything you get in a diner. We were talking about uh, Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Uh from 773 Raspberry, cherry, and strawberry Pop-Tarts are my favorite. From 630, you can microwave Pop-Tarts on a paper towel for two to four seconds in the middle of the night and get back to sleep. Ooh. I guess that's referring to like a midnight snack or something yeah. along those lines? Yeah, I don't. Um, I think, John, you and I are at an age where our digestive systems would go. <laughs> oh, I'm having plenty of problems. Go away. Leave, fact, me, <laughs> leave, me, leave us alone, okay? Uh, don't it, even think about eating in food. In fact, that goes right to 847. Hi, John. I hope your health issues involving your voice, bronchitis, bronchial tubes clear up. 
with medication and also the tires on your car. <laughs> oh, wow. did, did you get the <laughs> no, tire no. back from the dealership? No, I, I didn't get to that today. I had, oh. I had other things that... Did uh, you at least call them and ask them to hold on to it? I left a message. Okay. I'll find out whether or not they still have it or not. I don't know. I have attention deficit disorder, and it sounded good last night for about 45 minutes, and after that, I'm like, eh. I do have a flat tire story. You want to you hear it? Sure. I ahead. was doing mornings on a radio station in Freeport, which is about 20 miles away. I know where that is. And... You know, here you are, middle of the morning, you know, you're going. It had rained the night before, and I didn't hit anything. It was just the tire was old and just gave out and went flat. So I pulled over into really tall grass. So by the time I was done, my shoes... What my kind son- of road were you on? Oh, uh, Route 20. Oh, okay. Four, four lanes. Yeah, you got it. But they didn't have pullovers, Good, nice pullovers. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. So I pulled over, and I mean, the timing, my goodness. The rear back tire on the passenger side rolled perfectly into a cow pie. So I'm changing this tire. I I get it off. I clean it up the best I can. I put it in my trunk. Oh, my God. Yes. So I'm doing the morning show, which is 6 to 10, Mm -hmm. but I didn't leave till maybe noon or 1. because you're a good employee. That's right. And what what was the time of year was this? What time of year was it? Oh, it was the summer. Oh, so so this tire is out there festering in the sun. No, it's it's marinating. So my 72 Chevy Nova trunk turned into a tire poop oven. And it was disgusting. And it took me maybe three days to be able to clean everything out and get it all back to square one. It, but it happened at, what, 5.30 in the morning? Well, cows don't care. No. <laughs> Come on. That may be prime time for a cow to take a dump. Did, did, we don't did, know a cow, what, what, cow's digestive cycle. Did, did, the, did the tire <laughs> shop, did they refuse to take the tire? No, I washed it off before I took it to get plugged or whatever, replaced or whatever. I took it <laughs> off with a hose. Hey. But I, uh, it, uh, what a mess. Uh, and I mean, you know, it would have been a lot better if it was 2 in the afternoon. But five thirty in well, the morning. I don't know. Oh. oh, because you had to leave it there, and well, and you're rushing because I didn't <clears throat> want to be late, and it's dark. So wait and... a minute, you're still driving after this? You you mean like today? No, driving? no, 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 no. <laughs> you you hit this cow pie. You're on the way to work. You got to get there, and you still keep going. No, I changed the tire. Oh, jeez, yes. why didn't you just leave it on there? No, uh, it was too far gone. It was way too far. Wait gone. a minute, you're telling me that a cow pie destroyed the uh, destroyed a tire on a car no i had the blowout and then when i pulled oh, off to the I side see, of the road all right i happened Hat to roll the there uh, you right. go there yeah, you okay. go not covered by any insurance program i no. would say the, no. uh, so there you can go can i have a tow truck out so, here or oh, really what's your situation <laughs> no i'm not coming no you don't tell them <laughs> come on so if ever there was a chance where you would Combined radio, cow pies, and tires. Yeah, there, there you, you are. go. There you are. You're welcome, David. <laughs> mm. um, but where was I? I oh, don't, also, don't uh, eight four seven mango pop tarts. When you can find them, they are the best. Different stores have different ones. Oh my. Seven oh eight. Thanks to you people, I had to have a pop tart, <laughs> frosted strawberry. Yummy. Yeah, it's not a bad yeah. thing. Oh no, I, you no. know I. I'm going to pay more attention now when I go uh, to the grocery store. Well, I just can't believe how many varieties of flavors of Pop-Tarts there are. No, All right. No. The Sunshine Lollipop and Rainbow Newscast, that's the newscast where nothing bad ever happens, uh, comes up momentarily. But right now, it's the bottom of the hour. Time to get into the WGN Newsroom. With the local resources of Channel 9 and the national resources of Cable News Network News Nation, 
This is WGN Radio, on air and online. It is 71 degrees now at 9.30. Good evening. I'm David Jennings. We know more about the plans the city of Chicago has for the arrival of more asylum seekers. Pittsburgh leading the Cubs in the 9-13-7. The Nationals over the Sox 13-3. Fire lose to Columbus 3-0. 24 minutes inbound on the Kennedy. The outbound side, you're okay. No delays either way on the Ike. DeSaba Lakeshore Drive, Monroe to Hollywood up to 15 minutes right now. No other major delays. Mayor Johnson has signed a contract with a private security company whose job will be to set up, staff, and operate 10 cities around the city that will be housing asylum seekers. There are reports that Garda World Federal Services also has a contract to remove migrants from the state of Florida. One of the suspects in the Romeoville family murders is dead. Police say the other is hospitalized in critical condition in Oklahoma. The U.S. Senate today confirmed General C.Q. Brown as the incoming chairman of the Joint Chiefs, who will replace General Mark Milley when he retires at the end of the month. President Biden launching the first ever federal office of gun violence prevention, according to a couple of sources familiar with his thinking. He may make the announcement as early as Friday. The forecast from the WGN Chicago Weather Center. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low 60s, mostly cloudy tomorrow. Slight chance of showers in the afternoon and 81. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night. Again, chance of showers in the evening and then again overnight, low 60s. And mostly cloudy Friday with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. A daytime high about 78 inland, mid-70s at the lakefront. 71 at O'Hare, 74 midway, and 70 at the lakefront. I'm David Jennings, WGN News. Next news when it happens, next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. Hey, contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Saturday, the lights come on at Ryan Field as the Wildcats host the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Dave Bennett, Ted Albrecht, and I have the pregame at 6, the kickoff at 6.30. Chicago's Big Ten team on 720. WGN. The Sunshine Lollipop and Rainbow Newscast is once again on the air. And uh, always remember, nothing bad ever happens during the Sunshine Lollipop and Rainbow Newscast. And I'm John Landecker. Your Sunshine Lollipop and Rainbow newscast reporter alongside me at the anchor desk. <laughs> we have an anchor desk now? We, well, sure we do. There's two people. <laughs> okay. Well, come on. All Tim. righty then. Come on, Tim. If we're going to have two people, we got to have an anchor desk. <laughs> okay. So, Doritos set a new world record with a giant Dorito. Now, this is more visual than anything, but what the heck. It happened in Somerset, England. They dumped a giant pile of nachos and then using a helicopter oh my. lowered a giant Dorito into the cheese to see how far it would go before it snapped. <laughs> 49 feet. Oh, the, yeah. Come on. That's what it, I saw it. Now I'm hungry. I saw it with my own eyes. Oh my. Yeah. 
Forty heroes lift a Berlin City bus off of a trapped young man. You know, I've been thrown under the bus by a few people. I worked with them, but actually... <laughs> but I'm pumped. Uh, um, Forty passengers uh, and a passerby lined up alongside the vehicle, began to push. There was chaos. Men were trying to lift the bus. It was clear that it had to... Uh, the help had to ha- come to lift the bus and try to pull the man from underneath. Before long, manpower prevailed, and the victim was hauled out to a trio of waiting physicians. They got enough people around this bus to lift it up to pull this kid out. Wow. The Berlin police said they were impressed by the quick collective actions of the Berliners and described them as heroes. George has time and his pass is intercepted. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. It's confidence. I don't uh, consider it cockiness. I feel like I was somewhat of an entertainer doing what I love to do. Deion Sanders. Man, oh man, we are in the time of Deion Sanders. Colorado Buffalo. Oh my gosh. His signature shades, his sunglasses, have racked up more than $4 million in sales and they're not available yet. What? Uh Uh-huh. Come on. Uh Uh-uh. The sunglasses are called Prime 21. Uh, The company has fielded orders for more than 65,000 pairs of the reflective shades. What do they run? Not that bad, actually. $67 a piece. I mean, if you've actually priced sunglasses, Mm -hmm. uh, there are those that are way more than that that are quoted like designer or whatever. I don't think that that's outrageous, quite frankly. I might even buy some. When are they going to come out? Do you know? December. Oh, (laughs) just in time for Christmas. The boost in sales came after uh, Colorado State University head football coach Jay Norvell Seemingly criticized Sanders for wearing sunglasses during interviews and other media appearances. This guy says, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Okay. By the way, how'd you do in that game? Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Please. New treasures and secrets have been revealed at the site of a sunken temple off of Egypt's Mediterranean coast. The site of the temple of the god Amun, an ancient port city. Boy, did they find some fantastic stuff. Investigating the city's south canal, there were huge blocks of stone from an ancient temple that had collapsed during a catastrophe. A cataclysmic event that dated back to the mid-2nd century B.C. Objects such as silver ritual instruments, gold jewelry, fragile alabaster containers for perfumes. These things are intact? Yeah. Really? And they were supported by a very well-preserved wooden posts and beams that dated back from the 5th century B.C. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Not only that, but just east of that, they found uh, a Greek sanctuary devoted to Aphrodite. Does Steve Martin know about this? (laughs) And that was covered with bronze and ceramic objects, illustrating that the Greeks who were allowed to trade and settle in the city during the time of the pharaohs had their own gods. They also had weapons 
that revealed the presence of Greek mercenaries in the area. They were defending the access to the kingdom. Wow. How about that? These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. The National Plowing Championships in Ireland <laughs> hosted a Guinness World Record attempt where 995 people threw Wellington boots into the air at the same time. The annual agriculture show and plowing contest featured hundreds of waterproof rubber boots flying in the air at the same time in a record attempt uh, by organized by a youth farming group. The previous record for, this is what always <laughs> gets me about Guinness. You, you start talking about something that's really sort of weird, boot throwing. Well, how about that? And then they say, well, the previous record, which means people have been doing this for a while. And probably a separate group of people, too. Uh, most people throwing Wellington boots simultaneously in the air was set at 792 in 2018. This is 995 boots. Uh, Wellington boots used in the attempt will be donated to schools across Ireland. Seems like something Orion Samuelson would like to MC. <laughs> you know, it's got that plowing <coughs> competition thing all over it. I'm out of order. What do I have next? Taking the money. Oh, yeah, take the money. Go on, take the money and run. Go on, take the money and run. A Danish artist who, artist who submitted a blank canvas as art was ordered to repay the museum. You might remember this. He was paid uh, $76,000 to come up with a painting, and he took the money and ran. Instead of putting an actual piece of artwork on the wall, he sent the museum two empty frames entitled, Take the Money and Run. Oh. The conceptual artist said the piece was a commentary on low wages and that his breach of contract was part of the work. I saw from my artistic point of view that I could create a much better piece for them than what they could imagine. I don't see that I have stolen money. I have created an art piece, which is maybe 10 or 100 times better than what we had planned. What's the problem? Well, there's a there was a problem. They didn't and, get that joke. Did and they? yeah, yeah, he had to pay the money back. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. All right. That's Sets a right. precedent. That's right. All right. Speaking of paintings, a painting purchased from a New Hampshire thrift store for four dollars was auctioned off for one hundred and ninety-one thousand dollars when it turned out to be a long-lost work of N.C. White. The painting, titled Ramona, was one of four created by the Pennsylvania-based artist for a 1939 edition of Helen Hunt Jackson's 1884 book Ramona. The work depicts an orphaned young woman in conflict with her foster mother. The auction house said the painting was considered long-lost until it turned up in the possession of a New Hampshire woman, she discovered the painting's true identity after she posted a photo of it on Facebook and was urged to contact curators at Brandywine Museum. And it was auctioned off um, for $150,000. Wow. What people can't figure out is, where was this painting before the thrift store? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. More of the Sunshine Lollipop and Rainbow Newscast next on 720 WGN. Chicago! Chicago!
just because things are starting to cool down. Go to 56david.com forward slash WGN credit. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Yeah, part two of the Sunshine, Lollipop, and Rainbow newscast. Nothing bad happens. Now I'm going to try to set the scene for this because it's all audio, and it was off of TikTok. Three sisters, the youngest being three, one of them decided to cut the other one's hair. Things didn't exactly go as planned. Come here. hear that again because i want to tell you the three-year-old goes oh you're gonna be in trouble and their older sister tries to uh, bribe her with i'll give you a cookie <laughs> Hit it. Daddy, sit, come here come here i told you i told you right here why are you laughing this i told you not to do anything stupid whoa you're in trouble daddy, i'll give you a cookie what have you done to my life well that's cute you look like hermione from harry potter <laughs> <laughs> I did see that video. I think the older sister fixed it, though. Yeah, she did. Yeah. A, a trim here and there, and yeah. uh, I think they got away with it, and the parents find out, and the father actually said, you know, I think those bangs look good, but getting there was half the fun. <laughs> a Pennsylvania school district is hailing the arrival of the Twinster Garden school year with 17 sets of twins starting kindergarten in the 2023-24 school year. The Colonial School District in Montgomery County said seven pairs of twins are starting kindergarten at Park Ridge Elementary School. Six sets of twins are attending White Marsh Elementary School, and four are starting at Plymouth Elementary. Wow. While the first day of kindergarten can sometimes be anxiety-inducing for young children, having a built-in buddy along <laughs> for the first day of school is one of the benefits of these incoming twindergartners. Many of the children reported that having someone who is around is one of the things they like best about being a twin. You get twins in your family? No. We've got like three sets. So I was a little on the nervous side really? when we started having yeah. a kid because I'm going, oh, no, oh no twins. Yeah, no, wow. No twins. Wow. Well, guess what? That wraps up the Sunshine Lollipop and Rainbow Newscast for this evening so we can hang out. 630 text. So I looked up Tim L. on the internet because his vocal cords sounded so youthful, uh -oh. like, like mid-30s. But his stories go way back in years. What a quote-unquote imagination i'm 62 uh, well I'm not i think they 30. found that out yeah <laughs> i'm not 30 well that's well it's a compliment it is a, it is yes, and, you know, come and, on radio people can keep doing it for a long time because it's there's no movement involved well you know you know what i'm saying yeah i know i, I know what you're saying and but you know <laughs> listen to me I'm, I'm, come on it's like I've been having my fair share of vocal problems the past, what, month? Something like that? Oh, my. Nothing serious, nothing serious. But, you know, it, it affects you. But is that right? the reason you're drinking tea tonight? Is that part of that? Well, that's a, that's called throat coat, which I first heard about from a fellow radio announcer whose name you might remember, Jonathan Brandmeier. I do. Who I hope is uh, doing very well with all the challenges that he's facing. And anyway... 
throat coat is exactly as it says it is. It is a herbal tea with no caffeine. Do you add honey or anything? No, no. no. Well, I suppose you could if you wanted. I don't. But you don't. Okay. Uh-uh. All right. And it soothes the throat. I mean, it's not a cure, but it helps. I think sort of an occupational hazard that we, uh, one, you got to be careful how high you turn your headphones up, you know, over the years because you're hearing loss. But yeah. also, um, you know, I would never imagine screaming at a sports event because you would pay for it the next day. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, earlier this hour, I was about ready to, after we got done with the Billie Jean thing, and I had been reading that, we went to the break, and I had this Benny and the Jets thing ready to go and do this uh, Bernie Toppin, and I thought, you know what? I don't think my voice is going to really stand. Well, I could do it, but why make the effort of going through a whole yeah. written Bernie Toppin thing, and we can just sort of hang out. Yeah, you've been having too many Pop-Tarts. And the pressure's <laughs> off, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Pop-Tarts yeah. will make you gravel. Well, I don't know how much you paid for this, but I think you got your money's worth. I think I did. Yeah. I really, no, no, really No, I mean more than it. just, I think you've made an impression of the WGN audience, quite frankly. Oh, well, thank you. Seriously. I appreciate that. I will come back anytime you want to. Watch what you say. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Regular segment. <laughs> so wait a minute. In the time we have left, which is uh, ninety seconds. Oh my! You produced two movies. Uh, yes. Uh, well, one of uh, several executive producers. Uh, one movie is called Hideout. H Y D E Hideout. Mm-hmm. It's about these two criminals that see. Oh, this small town. That should be really easy to rob all these people because they're going to be over at so and so's place for the New Year's Eve party. Well. It didn't work out so well for the criminals. Is that movie out yet? No, it's coming out in two months. Great. And the other one is coming out about the same time. It's called Trial by Faith. and Perfect timing. Yeah, baby. And they are both by director Matt Cicella. And he's a Rockford guy. It was uh, filmed in the Rockford area. We were anywhere from bars to church congregations. What they put us in as far as actors was all over the road. And, of course, you're not privy necessarily so, to how it turns out. With all the different ways that product can come out, where would people see these when they do come out? That's the thing. Yeah, um, those, always the Yeah, thing. those negotiations are still happening, yeah. Matt said. And it's all about, you know, how am I going to get my royalties yeah, and yeah. all that. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know that with right. Amy being, yep. you know, in the movie well, industry. Well, good luck for that. And I hope you uh, keep us abreast of how the film business is progressing. Thanks for listening. Back again tomorrow night, but right now it's time to get in the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom on 720 WGN. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrating healing properties and put them right into your joint, restoring and repairing that damaged tissue that's causing all of that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. A real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, there's no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, call for a free consultation from the QC Kinetics medical professionals. Imagine this fall being pain-free, doing the things you love again, hiking, playing with the grandkids, whatever it is, call QC Kinetics. See how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now's the best time to get started, and they're here in Chicago. Call 312 Eight oh nine fifty nine fifty five. That's three one two eight oh nine fifty nine fifty five. Three one two eight oh nine 
5955. Thank you for joining us in the Storyteller Studio with Tim Larson and Liz Wilder, where everything begins with the story.